Hello, welcome to BoobTube, the podcast where smart women talk about what they're watching and not watching. I'm Amanda Teuscher. And I'm Sarah Whitus. How's it going, Sarah? Yeah, it's going good. Uh, there's a straight up blizzard here in Boston today, so that was kind of a bummer. Um, Only if you pretty have much thin didn't... blood like you do. Yeah, I have like the, yeah, my, my, my delicate skin. <laughs> can't handle this your delicate skin also, can't handle since working I, from home when it's snowing outside i know well it's also i mean there's kind of the opposite problem of like actually facing the elements it was kind of i didn't really leave the house yesterday when i was working from home because i didn't understand that it was gonna snow this much and i i should have just taken advantage of the nice weather yesterday and and then didn't go out and then than today so i basically hadn't left the house in like 36 hours so we just went out yes we just went out to get something to eat at the only restaurant in our neighborhood that seemed to be open um and and was actually quite hot and i was surprised but there's like two feet of snow on the ground so it's mid-march i'm over it i'm over everything but i did get in some tv watching no way today. so <laughs> yeah i know um so that was you know that was that was nice uh we can talk a little bit about about what I watched. Uh, we'll get into it. But um, what about you? What what were your programs this week? What was happening? <laughs> my stories were um, my <laughs> programming involved um, some more Atlanta, which is just so funny. Um, but I it really oh, is it's so funny. It's like the smartest. I just think it's like the most definitely to me. It's the most entertaining. Like uh, you just. Certainly, I mean, I, I hesitate to call it a sitcom, obviously, but it's probably the most entertaining, like, piece of television. Oh, yeah. No, it's great. Right um, and I have to ask, I haven't started the second season yet. Is Justin Bieber back? <laughs> <laughs> no. He's great. Sadly. But I kind of like, uh, I like the Justin Bieber of the of the Atlanta world kind of just existing in, in his own bizarre you know, one episode yeah, universe. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, again, we're only, we're only actually two episodes into the second right. season. So there's, there's still, still time. time. Um, but yeah, the other thing I watched um, is this Netflix show that I had seen. It had, it's been on Netflix for um, a few months now. It's a German uh, show. So it's like Netflix produced um, and it's all uh, like German writers, German actors. It takes place in Germany. It's called Dark. And I hadn't watched it. It seemed like something up my alley, but I was like, oh, that might be too gruesome, actually. It might be too violent. And then I was talking to a friend, um, our friend Heather, and she was like, actually, it's not. It's not violent, really, at all. And you should watch it. And oh, my Hmm. God, I'm so glad I did because it is so good. Sarah, it Hmm. is so good. It's like a it's a combination of um, like Annihilation that movie that just came out. Which I have not seen, but I've heard excellent there's, things there's, about. So there's a great thing. The sound in this TV show is really good and super creepy. And it reminds me of this one sound, these these two notes that come in um, in the movie Annihilation, like this theme that's super unnerving. Um, so it kind of had mm-hmm. that. And that's probably the only reason it reminds me of Annihilation. But then um, it, had, it's, it involves time travel, which can be okay. kind of dumb and annoying. Um, and actually, conceptually, it the way it handles time travel isn't that interesting. It's like this idea that it's talking about fate. Like, can you go back and change it? And like these people try to go back and find out that they're the what end up they were what caused it in the first place. Like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's really cool about it is that it's time travel and it's dark. 
<laughs> dark. That's the name of the show. But it's like, it's kind of disturbing, not disturbing, but it's creepy as hell. It's creepy. And it reminded. So what's the, what's the central idea of it? Like what's so the So it takes place in this small town in Germany called Winden. And mm. Winden, I guess. I'm, I was trying too hard there. And I don't, I, it's okay. I don't know how you do German. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh my God. It's so German, Sarah. There's, so actually, well, okay. I'm going to talk about the, the plot, but I don't want to give away too much because it actually accelerates mm. pretty quickly. Um, by like okay. the, the second or third episode, you're kind of like, oh shit, this is where we're going. This is what this is about. Um, people are going back in time now and like, oh, that person mm. is the same person that, you know, in the future, like I thought this kid was, and now he's his father type thing. And hmm. so these children have been going missing in this, this small town. And then another body turns up of another kid and he's dressed just in completely in 1986 uh, clothing. And he has like a Walkman playing 1986 music. And the same thing had happened to kids um, back in 1986. And so this the current day it's taking place in 2019 which is super weird and kind of unnerving because you're like why is it a hmm. year into the future why is it like slightly in the future yeah, yeah. and then it, it kind of expands from there and they there's this nuclear power plant in the town and that kind of becomes the the sort of like hell mouth to, for like time travel and mm-hmm. um that's where the the portal can open the um what's the word um we're both not scientists, so this is a wormhole. A wormhole can expand. Okay. So it's a, it's a, <laughs> and that's how people can travel back in time. Anyway, but it's what's really great about it is just that it's like creepy back to the future um, without like the weird rape scenes. And <laughs> without the without the incest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And but like I said, yeah. it just keeps moving and it keeps getting bigger. And then the ending, the last episode, it's 10 episodes. They're all about, you know, 45, 50 minutes long. The ending is so good. Um, but yeah, I like it. But it's so it's so funny because it's so German. So I have these two clips for you. So we're going to play a little yeah. game. Okay. Okay. Ooh, so okay. go to clip number one. And I want you to play that. And I want you to try to tell me what you think they're saying. Okay. Lass mich los! Sagen Sie mir, wo mein Sohn ist! Wo ist mein Sohn? Wo ist Mikkel? Okay, it was like, I mean, I want to say it's like my something. Yeah, that's a good but... guess. Yeah, it's it... <laughs> like... <laughs> Okay. It's <laughs> I have no it's, idea. Let me go. Tell me where my son is. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now play. Now play clip two. Okay. Uh, clip two. I feel bad being like people yelling in German is inherently funny, but like you know, it just it, I mean, isn't this the whole concept behind the you know like the Hitler screaming meme? Yeah, you know, right. like it's just like people screaming in German just sounds funny. I'm so wait. So what is she saying she in that? Says, one? Ellie, where's my lipstick? <laughs> 
she's so angry. She's so pissed. It's she's like yelling at her sister who uh she thinks stole her lipstick. Anyway, it cracks me oh up. Oh my god. Wait, so that isn't even like that isn't even like a monster is currently attacking her. No, or no, she just wants her GD <laughs> lipstick. Um, That's like basically what I sounded like fighting with my mom when I was 15. So I get it. I know, right? <laughs> but yeah, it's funny because like I couldn't help but like I realized like, I don't really watch much like media that takes place in Germany and like they end up even so this, um, this I'm is, not sure I've ever watched any right yeah. and they it's interesting because they you know go back this isn't really a spoiler but it might be but they go back even to 1953 at one point mm-hmm. and there was like a guy with like a limp that like I'm kind of like that must be a war injury and then I'm like were you a freaking Nazi like are these people like were there like what are you, yes, what are you implying here? Yeah, and like yeah. that was and I kind of was like distracted by like the police officer in nineteen fifty three is wearing this long coat that's like totally like SS style coat. Like I it was just it was very uh it was it was very interesting to me because it's like I don't really understand much about like German post war culture and like mm-hmm. I mean I feel like they've done a good job of like, you know, um Addressing yeah, the Holocaust and everything, their, but yeah. Yeah, with their past. But yeah. it's funny because they're like, the, one theme of the, the show is like, can you go back and change the past? And like, or are you hmm. fated to be a certain way? And like, the people that are talking about this, they're like, well, can we go back and like, save our, our son? Um, and I'm kind of like, or you could go back and make your grandpa not be a Nazi. I don't know. Like, there's like other things you could do. So many choices. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, in our in our doc, you describe this as Stranger Things meets Twin Peaks meets ep- the uh, the X Files. Obviously, also with Shades of Annihilation and Back to the Future, which you uh, already mentioned. And I must say, this sounds like extremely much because, shit. No, yeah. it's sci-fi, right? And I know sci-fi isn't always your jam. But it's it's like, true. It's true. But these are all things that yeah, I Yeah. Like. And I read somewhere, this is such a funny thing, some reviewer, some writer was like, um, it, it requires patience because like you should watch it with the original subtitles and an original German. And then they said it's like for people that are, quote, experienced in sci-fi, which like, LOL, but maybe that means something. Hmm. But yeah, hmm. it's great. And here's the thing. I think it is so much better than Stranger Things. It's like what I wanted Stranger yeah. Things to be. It's a little bit Stranger more like... Stranger Things to be, like the realized potential of Stranger yeah, Things. Yeah, it's missing, the the thing it's missing from Stranger Things is like the heavy nostalgia. Um, mm-hmm. But it plays like, you know, it's playing like Flock of Seagulls when they go back to 1986, which is hilarious. And I wonder if it seems less silly if you're German than if you're American. Yeah. But like, well, I know like next to nothing about German, like, media and like current like what they like what they're I don't you know really I don't think I've seen much in the way of like German films you know certainly not much in the way of German nothing in the way of German television so I don't really know like what they I don't know what they like what's their you know I guess they like this dark (laughs) stuff but right (laughs) yeah I mean it's also like it's way heavier and like you know mm-hmm. more serious than than stranger things so there's not a lot of like yeah there's not a lot of like levity not, to it no or... not really at all mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel too yeah. ponderous but um okay yeah there's it's but it yeah it's funny cuz um yeah they it's it just it's very serious and you're kind of like sometimes you're like well maybe if everyone just stopped sleeping with other people and not like and cheating on their partners this town wouldn't be so well, that's the, weird we wouldn't have any television if if everyone yeah. stopped doing yeah. that like i mean um it's it's interesting cuz i also um 
the I, I don't know much about Netflix's kind of you know they they I didn't realize how much content or I don't know how much content they're creating you know kind of not just for American audiences I mean they're I mean, obviously just like taking over a global company right I mean obviously they're a global company at this point and I know that they are we've seen like some some British yeah, you know British and they um, have you know they've done a lot of Spanish so they're producing um Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, there was, you know, they had, like, this one show that was really popular in Spain last, called um, Las Chicas del Cable. It's about, like, the cable mm. girls. I watched, like, mm-hmm. four or five episodes, and I'm like, this is too Spanish. Like, it was, like, it takes place in the 1920s in Madrid, and it's, like, I'm like, okay, can we just focus on the, the history a little bit more and less on, like, yeah. like meaningful glances between two people over the, the cables? But, um... Well, we've never really, I mean, I guess, I don't, I don't know. I, it seems to me like we've never really had, you know, Netflix isn't a TV channel in the way that we traditionally think of TV channels. But it's it's wild to have this content production that is really like, right, like on a global scale, producing content for global audiences that we all have access to. You know, I mean, like, it, I know that there's kind yeah. of different, access to different content in different countries based on um you know legal stuff and you know whatever like different things that are licensed in 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 certain ways but um i do it's kind of wild that there is this almost like global tv channel right in netflix i mean what are they what are they Um, like tens of thousands of hundreds of shows yeah hundreds of millions of dollars yeah um, so, I mean, why would you just, I mean, of course, why would you just be doing that for English speaking audiences? It doesn't make sense when there's so much else out there. I mean, of course, I assume that they're sort of like, you know, final frontier would be like China, of course. But, you know, I yeah. I don't expect there to really be Netflix China uh, in the near future. Certainly not before we have. Not before Google's there. You know, <laughs> or Facebook. Exactly. Exactly. That's like what I was about to say. <laughs> um, but it's really kind of, I just find it really fascinating. Um, we'll talk about another um, uh, television show for originally uh, a British Netflix show uh, a little bit later in the episode. Um, but I was going to say, so my main watch of the week was Ugly Delicious, which is yeah. um, the... Netflix has done a couple of food shows now at this point. They've done like Mind of a Chef and... Um, there was one from Michael Pollan, the food writer, um, as well. So they've done a few t- a few food TV shows. It's not certainly kind of well done territory for them at this point. But this was um, produced by David Chang, uh, who is a superstar chef who uh, is a created the Momofuku restaurants, mm-hmm. and he's got like other there's like other restaurants of his in that sort of orbit in New York, but. I mean, there's Momofuku's in, like, five different cities now. Um, Which I've never eaten at. And then um, I've been to a few of them in New York, and I've been to the one – we have one in D.C. Um, Wait, there's one in D.C.? There is one in D.C. Yeah, it opened up about two years ago. Wait, Um, is it attached to um, Milk Bar? It is. Oh. Yes, in city center. Yeah. I know so little Um, about cuisine. 
I mean, it's it's interesting because I think Momofuku isn't like a crazy price point or anything. It's it's I think, you know, uh, more than you'd spend like on just like a, a regular night out for dinner. But not you don't like, know what I spend on a regular night out. <laughs> I I know that you do three course, uh, you know, Uber Eats deliveries. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Um, oh, nine ramens, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it's produced by him. And Wait, can partner, I clear the air? I don't Peter do Mia. Uber Eats. It's a terrible company. I know, I know. Actually, we I said as soon of- as I came out of my mouth, I was like, Amanda doesn't do Uber Eats. Yeah. Um, so we want to make that very clear. Amanda is not okay. Continue Uber Eats. <laughs> for reasons you can explore with her offline. Um, and so it's produced by David Chang and his partner Peter Meehan. They also came up with I don't know if you have ever seen the Lucky Peach magazine, which is actually now. Yeah, it actually folded. I think last like year, a lot but of they magazines. did it for a couple of years. Yeah, especially like a 60 page food glossy, like, God bless them. It probably wasn't meant for this world, but um, it was a, I think it was, it did feature some beautiful photography and great writing while it lasted. Um, But so this is uh, the kind of, and they've all, they've also written cookbooks together. So this is like their next step TV show. Okay. So um, they produced this with Netflix. It's, um, about eight, I think it's eight episodes, and each one kind of focuses on a different aspect of of. A lot of them are are focused on actually um, specific food, like cuisines, mm-hmm. or even just specific foods like pizza or tacos. And then some of them are like um, a little more broad, like barbecue or. Um, there's one on uh, one actually on crawfish, which I think is uh, I've never seen an hour of television devoted Ooh. to crawfish before. I mean, for um, good reason. But no, crawfish are delicious, man. I've, I, I tiny, like tiny lo- tiny lobsters almost. Um, yeah, but they do look wild. Yeah, they are like bigger shrimp. Yeah, which is already um, gross to me. But I'm not a seafood person. <laughs> I'm from the you're not a seafood I'm from the middle person. of the country. He, like, um, <laughs> I'm trying to think if they did anything. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I think, like, you know, kind of more like, and then, yeah, just more like universal food types, like, yeah, like pizza or, um, and so I, it's really well done. Overall, I liked it a lot. There's um, a lot of humor and there's a lot of kind of playful elements, like, animation to explain certain food concepts or um you know one episode uh is like uh the opening is like Aziz Ansari David Chang and um Eric Wareheim kind of like walking Eric Wareheim and yeah it's kind of like clearly like it must have been while they were filming for Master of None yeah. or something like that. Um, oh, yeah, because I forgot they... he was in Master of None. That makes sense. Yeah, he's in Master of None. So he and Aziz are yeah. like BFFs in Master of None. Um, and they're kind of walking around and it's like this sort of, uh, they're pretending like they're in like a Japanese game show. And then there's like another episode where they're doing like this Nick Kroll kind of, uh, um, is the, um, like master of, of this ceremonies of this like debate throwdown between David and this other Italian chef kind of on, um, dumplings, like a dumpling throwdown, mm-hmm. like who does dumpling type foods better koreans or italians um oh boy and yeah it was it's actually it's pretty interesting but so it's a fun show i thought it was cool i really liked it it's very enjoyable and and pretty 
to look at. And I think the main point of the show is really to explore how immigration has impacted eating, not just in the United States, but like around the world. They go to Denmark, they go to Vietnam, they go to Japan and China and uh, Mexico and then a few different states in the U.S. And and it's basically like how immigration has impacted different types of food, you know, and how, you know, the Vietnamese bring dishes to New Orleans and then those folks bring dishes to Houston and then Vietnamese people in Houston then bring... And then we can go all the way back <laughs> kind to the of spice trade. Back to Vietnam. Yeah, exactly. Um, like a Mexican-American woman making tacos in Copenhagen and... I'm going to make this braised cod dish that we've been screwing around with. It's vaguely Portuguese, Korean, but tastes Sichuan style. I've just reached a point where I'm okay making really ugly food. This is one of the, this is basically one of the ugliest dishes I've ever made. I think it's a mixture of age and me just sort of coming into my own a little bit. This is really just a peasant dish of like peppers, potatoes, and fish. And if I cooked it with paprika, you could almost say this is like a Portuguese thing. And if I added sausage, it would be like sausage and peppers, right? But I did it. And because I think it's really important to have sweetness when you have something really hot. We have sweet potatoes in there and carrots and mung bean noodles. So it's like, what the fuck are you eating? You know what I mean? If you try to respect these cultures, you can figure out how to merge them together without bastardizing any of it. I think it's a show that works on a lot of levels. Um, what did not work for me, and I think becomes clear almost immediately, and kind of if this wasn't clear to the producers of the show, I'm like wondering, just it must have been a pretty homogenous group, but there's just very few women in the show. It's striking. That's super um, frustrating considering women make most of the food worldwide. Totally. And considering how many prominent women chefs there And also are. what and we know about how sexist the uh like the, the food, food industry, industry is. is and like you Absolutely, know, especially high, the high end. High, yeah, food exactly. It's yeah. Like, come on you guys. Absolutely. Yeah, and I mean it's not that they erase women chefs. They do actually speak to several women chefs, but it's it's like window dressing. They don't uh, mo- the bulk of each episode is a group of dudes talking about food. There I don't think there is a single scene maybe I can think of one scene um where there's more than one woman in the room at one That's time. That's super frustrating. Um and it, then it's just a group of dudes. So kind of a recurring motif of the show is that there'll be like a, a different base group of, of dudes. You know, obviously there's David Chang and then he'll assemble a group and they kind of throughout each episode ruminate on that episode's kind of like chosen cuisine or food. And, um, and yeah, occasionally there's one woman in the group and then it's usually four to five guys. Um, and I just... You know, I just found it to be, you know, I mean, there's so few women in the show. And then two of the women that they feature are are dudes in the group's mothers, oh, you know, geez. so like 
it's just, I mean, of course, and mothers are important and their moms are important, but like it, it just, that was just so uh, glaring to me. And and then the other thing, so Jamel Bowie, um, I, I had been watching a few episodes Wait, before. Wait, is Jamel I, I Bowie got, in it? He's not <laughs> in it, but he, um, <laughs> he's not in it. Sorry. He wrote some just, I thought, some insightful stuff about the show this week as well. Um, and, uh, you know, while I, of course, zeroed in on there are no women in this show, um, Jamel kind of zeroed in on there are also no black people in this show, which is um, also true. And I mean, being a David Chang show, he has built an empire on Korean restaurants mm-hmm. um, and, and his focus is certainly and his knowledge uh, certainly resolve, revolves around different Asian cultures. Um, but, you know, I mean, there's like in terms of like, you know, black and Hispanic uh you know, chefs and contributors to the show is like, there's like basically, I mean, on a, I swear to God, there's, um, hi, there's, uh, Hispanic people in the episode about tacos and there's black people in the episode about fried chicken. Wait. And is that... there's an, wow. And those are two episodes that are, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Those are two episodes that the point is to explore, especially the fried chicken episode. It's kind of about, it's interesting. It's kind of about the, the weight of, fried chicken and what it what it means kind of like to even Mm -hmm. um you know like what it means in african-american culture and and they kind of explore this and like whether um well anyway it's an interesting one to watch but i mean other than that it's like there aren't any there's like what black that's the only thing black people have contributed to you know, like is soul food like or no, also like that not. black people can comment on say tacos or Korean of course. food. Of course, like, <laughs> exactly, of course. And so it's the same. And then it was the same thing with with um, I think people from Latin cultures, and you know, really only featured in conversations about you know food of Latin. Well, that explains origin. why there's so few women because they're not eating women. Yeah, I don't have anything to say to them. They're not eating babies or placenta. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, yeah, so I just found that it's just like a very bro-y show. It's, it's you know, um, it's, I, I wish, so Ruth, actually, you know, kind of coming back to the women thing, but in the, I think, second to last episode, there's Ruth Reichel, who, um, I don't know if you know her, but she's a, she was a very prominent um, uh, uh, food writer throughout the 80s and 90s mm-hmm. and into the 2000s. She was the editor-in-chief of, I think, Severe magazine um before it folded and um she has a great segment uh that come it comes up a few times in an episode and at the end i'm like what the fuck doesn't ruth reichel have a tv show like there's like i don't know i'm just like why i I was then thinking about food on television and i feel like we see a lot of women cooks like there are like on the food network we see a lot of like women hosted shows where they're just like making Mm -hmm. dishes but not a lot of like women chefs we don't see and they don't get their own like shiny netflix special and i was thinking the other shows i was talking about earlier also are very male oriented and anyway i'm just saying netflix the audience is here for a show focusing on women chefs um and i'd like to see more of that this you know this i assume was meant as season one maybe they'll i don't know if they're gonna pick the show up again what if we got um, you a tv show you just go around trying ice cream and bagels and bagel flavored ice cream. i could i would help you host that (laughs) yes Again, I think the audience is here for it. 
Um, so then the other show that uh, I watched this week, um, which I got you to watch about uh, a, a small portion, oh. <laughs> we were talking about um, shows of, you know, kind of different different shows that uh, Netflix is making for different nationalities. But um, I also watched um, The World's Most Extraordinary Homes on Netflix, which is a four episode special, um, which was produced, uh, I think, by probably by a British production company. Um, And um, World's Most Extraordinary Homes is pretty self-explanatory from that title. It is some, let me tell you, dear listeners, it is some... Guys, we had differing opinions It is some rich one percenter (laughs) nonsense. I couldn't watch more than 20 minutes of that first episode. And I actually went, ugh, and then turned it off. Also, like, talk about a homogenous group is, like, definitely. (laughs) I'm like, like, there isn't enough diversity in this show about food. Let me watch the world's (laughs) most extraordinary. Like, the first, Um. what, what, like, really got me, and I have a a clip of this, was, like, the woman, like, like the the host being like, can I, how much did it cost you to bring those wings? And she's like, let me just say, it was a lot of money. And like they're talking about it as if it's like, it was wow, so brave of her. We had never built something like this before. We are talking about millions of dollars, aren't we? You are. Millions and millions of dollars. Let's just leave it at that. Well, so Amanda's talking about the first episode of the show, which is, so each episode has like a different theme, um, which is like, uh, you know, one theme is like shows that are uh, houses that are built in forests or mountains or whatever. So the first episode is mountains and um, the very first house that our two hosts, which are like these kind of two just like sort of doofuses. I didn't really like either of those. No, they're kind of British goofballs. yeah, it's like a British actress um, who I kind of like. This woman, if I if you say like British sitcom actress to me, like this is who I would envision. She's, she's been just in like something. Very, I'm sure she looks kind of familiar to me. And then there's also a British architect, um, you know, to come in and there's like there's got to be like the the entertaining one and like the one who knows things, right? So it's like um, the architect kind of there to like offer his professional opinion on on the most extraordinary homes, but. Um, so in the first episode, they're doing mountains and they go to the um, mountains of, I think I think it's the San Gabriel mountain range in Malibu. And there's this wild house. I'll be honest. This is like the house that hooked me on this show. But like this house that is built out of a decommissioned 747 plane. Um, and they, it's wild. Um, it's like I think it's fascinating. No, I mean I she. Okay, no, it. I'm sorry. Like the house is great. That's that's good. That's wonderful. Everything, but like just the way it's talked about, as if all these people are heroes for having yeah. built these yeah. <laughs> incredible homes and having so much money, and they like bring in, you know, spend millions of dollars to bring in these decommissioned planes into like you know a, that was in California, right? Yeah, that was Yeah, okay. So yeah. it's just it's just so wildly irresponsible. There is just that money could be used for just so much else than having this home and then talking about it as if it was I just the show is just immoral. Oh, Amanda, you're such a bummer. Ugh, I know, I'm sorry. The show is immoral. <laughs> I hate it. Like uh, like the water costs, like every every everything about that is just like yeah. terrible. And it's, it's just wild. selfish as hell to be doing that in this world. 
I will say the other shows that they, the other houses they feature in the mountains episode specifically, actually the rest of them are very understated. Um, and I actually think the mountains episode, the, I think if you're, if you, there's only four of these, but the mountains episode and the coast episode are definitely the, the two coolest. I mean, the, but the, also this show has me like on the next flight to New Zealand, honestly, cause they, they go to, they look at several homes in New Zealand and they're also, they're all just like, yeah, well, you know what's beautiful it, about New Zealand beautiful. is the landscape, which we are yes. decimating because yeah. of rich well, people like this. Well, in New Zealand, this. they talk about that a lot. Actually, in New Zealand, you are right. And, it, and in fact, New Zealand has like some of the world's strictest uh, rules about what you are allowed oh, to yeah. build. Um, and they, they have like, I think in terms of like... Um, you know, in relative to the size of the country, I think they have like some of the the most preserved land. You know, like the most of you know, like just yeah. just hundreds of millions of of miles of uh, or acres of of land in in New Zealand is like you can't build on anything at all. And they actually talk about that how like it's very rare that the opportunity to build in New Zealand terrain even comes up. So, but the houses are just like there's this one house that's like in New Zealand that's just owned by four friends decided to build it and it's like oh it's so cool and then my one of my other favorite pieces is just this also unreal they go to a few houses in the Catskills um in New York and and (laughs) they just kind of like low grade like drag this one house for like being like messy even though it's obviously like a work of like architectural genius also but they're like the beds are unmade how sweet <laughs> like, and then they and yeah and like um and there's like a puzzle on the ground it's so it's so pedestrian um and uh and what my what i liked about this house was like it's again it's like this just unbelievably gorgeous beautiful house that cost millions and millions of dollars and then they have just on their deck the same plastic Adirondack chairs from Ace Hardware that everyone on the planet Earth has, including Amanda, you and I had in our oh, backyard. Chairs. Um, so I just, I, that was very sweet to me. But I like this show a lot. If you are looking for a just piece of escapist television, like I was, my mom was feeling really down this week and I was talking to her on the phone and I was like, um, look, mom, I think you should get off the phone with me and go watch this show. You know, it is just, you can pretend you are living a different life for well maybe an hour maybe you can make an episode guide for guide for me where it's like just the segments that won't fill me with like a, a populist yes, with, rage. With rage yes <laughs> yes we could do that i could i could be like okay watch house three in episode two yeah i can do that um so this coming week what are we watching and not watching um oh, boy well honestly you know what i don't know if i'm above watching dark all over again it was a lot of hours okay, of that's my interesting. life. But like, if you were like on the verge of watching it again, I really need to check it out. Yeah, I just like, well, I want to figure it out because it, it is quite complex. And the other thing is that, it's, I mean, all these people in the show, they look super German and they all look alike. So I was kind of like, it took like a few episodes to be like, wait, oh, all, that's not like, the same man. <laughs> are they all just like very blonde? Well, no, they just all, I mean, they're all white. Everyone's white. Sure. And yeah, um, yeah it's Germany. And they all just like they've like just very round German faces, and there's three different <laughs> hair colors, kind of. Anyway, okay. So I might watch yeah. that again. Um, and I think that we both need to watch. I I think that we both need to watch this. I don't know why I'm like so into Netflix reality shows right now, but there's another one that's called Nailed It. 
Um, oh, wait, I think I heard and... about it. And I think it stuck with yeah, me. Yeah, it's like... It, you're right. You're, you wrote in, the, in our doc, <laughs> it's my catchphrase. <laughs> it is. Amanda says, Amanda loves to say nailed it about people who are doing things wrong. <laughs> um, and this is a show about people who, like, it's like about baking fails. Well, actually, um, and, and I also, my totally... favorite is to say almost nailed it. <laughs> Someone yeah. like, I'm like, oh, you almost nailed it. Anyway, um, yes. So this I kind of amazing. feel like need to watch this. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, uh, British Bake Off in reverse. So I think this, that would be that's great. In, right, that's extremely that uh, intriguing it. to me. <laughs> Nailed it. I know. I'm like, that's it's so it's almost like, this is too perfect. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Um, I am trying to catch up on The Shy this week. I've talked about The oh, Shy. I forgot about that. Back. Yeah, and I was kind of getting a little bored with it. I mean, a Waits um, show that she did with Common. Um, I do want to know what happens. I do want to wrap that up. It feels like a, a hanging thread for me, so I'm going to try and um, catch up on that. I think I had three episodes left or something. Um, but I don't know. What are we not watching? Um, there's um, a, So I was watching Atlanta on Hulu, and <coughs> excuse me. I was just laughing so hard it nailed it. Um, <laughs> they uh, like pushing the show at me where I'm like, "Nep," or Hulu. Like, there's you, you know what I watch. I'm not gonna watch this. This happens to me with Hulu too. Like, what are yeah. you doing? And it's a show called um, oh shit, it's called no, it's called Future Man, I think Future Man, and it's like this like oh I've gotten those. Oh yeah. my god! And like the whole premise, it's like he's just like a a lazy and disaffected janitor and then he gets visited by people from the future that's like actually no you're gonna be a secret superhero and you're gonna be like good at this computer game and it's basically just this like 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 white boy fantasy type thing like i'm actually a princess type fantasy i have no idea what ready player one is about but i assume that it's something like this i think yeah. it's kind of like so that's like you... like oh man <laughs> if only like the world knew how wonderful i was because of how good i am at video games and yeah yeah i found this bizarre too because i mentioned a few weeks ago one of my not watchings was like that um show that hulu kept pushing at me which was about a uh, stand-up comedians like having their oh, yeah. acts like acted out which looks so fucking terrible to me <laughs> Um, and, and then, and how in, meanwhile, I was getting basically no ads for the fact that Broad City was I know, now what the on. heck? I don't understand, like, what they think my viewing habits right. are. I, I just, it seems bizarre. Right. Um, I, my friend Emily, um, shout out to Emily, tried Hi, Emily. to convince me this week <laughs> that I should be watching Divorce on HBO, and I'm just like, So I've heard it's nope. good, but I don't want to watch it. I have no interest. I just do not, can't watch it. Um, I my feeling is that I watched Wings and Ned and Stacy all through the nineties, <laughs> so I've really already done my part for Thomas Hayden Church's career. Um, I don't need to participate in his I mean, divorce fair. drama with Sarah Jessica Parker. That's fair. So, oh, you know what else I won't yeah. be watching is mm-hmm. um, Extraordinary Homes on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I make you a viewing guy? Maybe if you do that. Yeah. Yeah, if you do that. Um, anyway. <laughs> but uh, I'm sorry. Well, not all of my recommendations can be... I know. I was, like, actually mad at you. I was like, because normally you're so spot on. I know, yeah. but I, I loved it. I just... I like pretty We things. don't have to agree on um, everything, I suppose. No. No. Um, all right. Well, I guess that's it for us this week. Yeah, I got a, um, I got a basketball game to watch. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, 
that'll be uh, that'll be something you're that is something I am watching. watching and that I'm not watching. <laughs> no, you are yeah. not watching. Yeah. Um, all right, Amanda. Till next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Good.